You are now listening to the sounds of Late Night with Nate and Adrian. I'm your boy, Nate Galloway. And I'm Adrian Brandyberg. Let's go. Shout out to the day ones. Like, subscribe on all your podcast platforms. <laughs> I, I kind of like those those old rap intros yeah you got another one damn son where'd you find this one? <laughs> yeah i remember man it used to be a rolling joke listening to remember i feel like we talked about this like dat piff when they were like yep. when you go and download mixtapes and you just hear dat piff dat com. right dat piff dot com <laughs> or is DJ who kid who kid who kid right DJ <laughs> and then at the end all rights are not reserved like you can sue us <laughs> my man oh the worst one was funk flex because it'd be like every five seconds bomb, oh, bomb, bomb. Like, i can't even hear the funk song flex, funk flex funk flex funk flex it's crazy because I was trying to find one of those for the actual intro of the show, and it's oh, like, God. oh, you gotta pay for these. So I was like, yes. no, I'm just gonna record my own late night with Nate and Adrian. That's bum, what we bum, did bum. with a lot of our a lot of our uh, transitions. We just recorded oh. ourselves. So okay, I, I mean, why not? Like you, that's you know, right. we we got enough technology to do it ourselves. <laughs> so why not? Sometimes it's just being lazy. Plus, you just you just want that damn son cannon. You know, you just, you, just... <laughs> you know what's crazy? Uh, who's the dude from Atlanta? Um, damn, the dude that um, <laughs> that does all the Ti stuff with the hat. Uh, dang, he's got the the deep voice. Oh, we got another one, son. Oh. Not um. You know what I'm talking about. He does the canon one. Uh, he does canon too, but it's like his voice does not sound like that when you actually when you hear him talk. Uh, I'm about to look it up right now. I mean, you, that's a lot of producers. They have they have their own tag, like you know that we we hear it all the thing. time. Like when you hear them on the mic and stuff, and it's like, wait, that's how you sound? Like like you you, you sound like that? I'm about to find them right now because what's it, your it is... what's your favorite tag off of all these producers? Like if Young Metro don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot you. So or I do. I do like. Beat. I do like DJ Drama. That's his name. I do because oh. DJ Drama he be coming in. Hey, we got another one. I'm like, man, bro, you, you yelling like you. But when he talks his... to regular, it's like you sound like a banker. No, his his voice is kind of ra- raspy. It's just when he gets real animated. Holiday season. Yeah, that one. I I do yeah. like him. Uh, he's a good one. I do. Uh, the damn son. Where did you find this? That's that's one of, oh, one of my favorite ones. Um, and it, it's not it's it's not. I don't know if it's the producer, but like when you hear that the lighter flick, I'm like, okay, this is Lil Wayne. Oh, I'm like, yeah. You know, it's about to be a hard Lil Wayne beat. What, what about? I what tell about him. You? I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Which one like- gets you going? Which one is it? Like this is about to be a hit. I mean, I I do like um who who is that? Rico, turn the lights on. I like when he Rico love turn the lights on. He he always he always says turn the lights on. Um, yeah, I think it is Rico love and um, 
well, there's another one. The dream, I dream I'm not really dreams. yeah he, yeah. <laughs> eh, eh. <laughs> he does that a lot. That's I was like, okay, name. the dream produced this one. Uh Polo Don has some good ones. Polo yeah. Don. <laughs> yeah, Polo does have some good ones. But I know one that I dislike for real. Which one? DJ Khaled. <laughs> I cannot. We the best. I can't. Yeah, he, he was like, oh, you're going to hear me. If, right. if your speakers aren't already knocking, they will be after I'm done, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> your man be on every, him him and Diddy. Because oh. sometimes Diddy be doing too much, too, sometimes. Yeah, Diddy was definitely a, a too much with the ass. <laughs> right. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to be all up in your videos. Right. I was like, you know what? Let the producer have some. Puffy was like, no. He was like, you gonna know I did this. Right. Oh man, but how you doing, Bugs? How how how's the week been for you? Week's been good, you know, drinking my 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 green tea. Um right, uh my chlorophyll getting all the not chloroform. The, no, not chloroform. <laughs> oh, speaking of chloroform, th- this is not this is just <laughs> it just um I, I've been watching a lot of uh like videos of people pre and post like uh, anesthesia okay and you know how people Most record them ever. oh my god and it just reminded me of when when i had my wisdom teeth pulled and my mom was just cackling up a storm oh, yeah. and recorded me <laughs> and recorded me and she's not focusing on driving she's cackling she is laughing oh. <laughs> while she's driving and recording me and i'm just like well i the, like obviously she had to look, get me in and whatnot but she was just laughing crying tears and i'm just like man it be your own family your own people, your own people. Own people. but yeah you that's, know <laughs> yeah, it, it's been pretty it's been pretty funny listening and watching these these clips have you have you watched the the clips of like dogs coming out of anesthesia? No, I haven't. Those are hilarious. Dogs can't walk. They just be. It's like it's like oh, you be feeling so sad because they little house. I'm like you juiced up, my boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like they're so high. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. There's this one. There's this one uh, video that's going around right now where this uh young black boy he he has uh locks he's all prepped and they're waiting for him to go down and one of the nurses nurse kathy was like uh yeah we got we got some really good you know resting medicine for you you know and she was just naming what they put in the in the bag and she was like you know we got fentanyl adversive and he was like fit and he said he's still right on up he was like that on my watch he was, he was like no 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 the good fit and all this is he the recommended like, dosage right. he was like like fit fit he, he was about to come out of that anesthesia oh. so fast she was like you're fine you're okay and his mom was just right there recording laughing <laughs> i'm like this ain't this a blimp but at least he had enough sense to be like, hold on. <laughs> he said, he said, not on my watch. He's I ain't gonna go. To- <laughs> he 
she said, you're not about to take me down. Not over here. <laughs> it's crazy that we've all been so scared of, of, of fentanyl now. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, whoa. Maybe I don't need this surgery. <laughs> Boy, we some, why are we our own? Oh. We're our own doctors. We're our own lawyers. Oh. Boy, we be WebMD and pay attention to all the, the Twitters, the all the socials talking about it. It's just, man, you got to be aware. Man, you got to be aware of what drugs you're putting in your body these days. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> My man was like, well, you know what's going to happen? As soon as he gets out, he was like, yeah, man, try to put me on that stuff. But I was like, nah, I'm not that guy. Like, it's just like... <laughs> But yeah, that's oh. pretty much that's pretty much what I've been doing this week. Just filling myself with you know feel good video clips and vibes. Yeah, man. absolutely. How your week been? How peace, you feeling? Peace. Um, it's been cool. It, it it's really really been cool. You know, I have I've been on, um, the quest to stop snoring. You know, uh, huh? you know, yeah. You heard me. You heard me right. I've been on the quest to stop <laughs> snoring. And you know, sometimes you know, uh, I've been told that you know I snore. Uh, Do you sleep on your back? Um, I sleep all over. Um, and ah, that's the problem. Um, I'm more so a side sleeper, but sometimes if I am on my back, it's like it's, it's the worst. It might be like a little lawn mower, or or some sort. You know, so I, yeah. I, I could be like a like a bear. You know, a yeah. lovable bear that just snores a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like sides, not so much stomach. Not so much at all. So I decided to, you know, let's let's be proactive about this. You know, obviously been working out because that's kind of helping a little bit. But I feel like the harder I work out, the more tired I am, which if I'm really tired, it's it's snore city. So I was like, you know what? Let's go out here and let's try to combat this. So I went and I got some of those little strip things, not going to shout the company out because they don't sponsor the pod and i know free, free yeah we've, we've all seen here. we've all seen those but you know i got the uh the little strips you know make sure i got the sensitive skin so i don't break out and everything and i have to report back that at least on you know day one and or two you know minimal snores you know there have been, been a couple oh, okay a couple so it was like okay let's kind of try to figure this this out you know position it correctly and maybe we can just Eliminate them all together, you know. So I will report back as to the progress. Um, I've been catching up on my shows, been catching up on you know the snowfalls and you know the power book too, and all those good things. I went to uh, the movies because you know I I like to go to the movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Saw Mario, the Mario movie, and at first I was like, "Why the hell are there so many goddamn kids here?" And I was like, I know it's a, a children's movie, but I, yeah. I went at a, a semi early time. I'm like, y'all shouldn't be here right now. You know, and then I remembered, I was like, oh, it's Good Friday. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. I don't have kids. So I didn't, re- I didn't realize that they don't go to school on Good Friday, you know? So I'm like, okay, cool. That's why there's a lot of kids in here. Overall, I got to give it like a four and a half black thumb rating. Oh, it was very okay. funny. It, it was it was a lot of a lot of comedy in there that obviously the kids will not get this but i was like it was a very funny movie i was in there laughing uh, a nice portion of the movie so go see it you know if you're into nice. uh the cartoons and in that sort of thing but you know that kind of kind of wrapped me up you know it was, it was a pretty pretty solid pretty solid week you nice. know outside of that i think i'll i'll wait 
But yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, if if you're into uh, waiting for it to come, you know, there's nothing wrong watching the movie in the crib, you know, comfort of your own home. But it was very funny. I was shocked. I was just like, oh, there's going to be a second one. You know, there's two end scenes. So make sure you stay. They're doing the Marvel thing, you know, of uh, an end scene. So stay. Don't leave. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. Four to five black thumbs. Okay. Bugs. I got a grinding of the gears. All right. Well, tell us. Grinds my gears. This one bothered me because, you know, I forgot to actually do this last week. But, you know. My niece, you know, because I'm I'm the Funko, you know. My niece had a little birthday shindig, a little party, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Turned 14 years old. I'm like, oh, this is great, great moment and everything. Invited all her little friends and everything, you know, to come out to the zap zone, kind of have some fun at the laser tag. You know what happened, Bugs? Mm. Only one young lady showed up. <clears throat> broke everybody's heart one young lady showed up what made the situation that much worse is the young ladies that were invited decided not to show up to my niece's party at the zap zone they went to a whole nother zap zone to have their own little shindig own little laser tag party and I'm like this is crazy they put it on Facebook that's, mm. how, that's how people found out about it I was like Wow, I can't call them, you know, I can't call them the B where they little girls. I can't call them little B hotches, but I can say we hotches, you know, because that's that's what they are. I'm like, you know, like why would you do this? You know, I was like, this was so terrible to be like, yeah, we're gonna come and then not come, and you go to a whole nother zap zone. This was intentional. Yeah, yeah, this, this was this was intentional. So you know, I, I was I was on, on my phone, I had my little text fingers. I was like. Who can I hit up? Who has some some little cousins that can go and beat up these little girls for me? Because <clears throat> I was like, excuse me, I was like, you're not about to hurt my niece like this. I was like, who can I find? Who can I pay? Whose little whose little cousins, little nieces have like two strikes? You know, who's like, you, you got two strikes? Are you willing to you know lose a strike? You know, from from a little niece because it just it just broke my heart. I was like, why do something like that? And I was just like, you know what? I don't blame the little girls. I do blame them, but I blame their parents. That's who I want to see. I want to see the parents, not the mm-hmm. moms. So much. I want to see their daddies. Let me talk to the daddies real quick. You know, you owe Bella an apology because that's some lame stuff. They're 14 years old. I'm like, is this is this when the mean girl stuff starts at 14? But it, it grinded my gears. So I was like, you know what? It just it just kind of hurt. It just kind of hurt. So I'm like, you know what? Just be better people. Be better people. I know they're 14. They got a lot of time to do better. But, you know, come on. Let's not do this. Let's not say we're going to show up to something and then not show up and then go to another zap. Yeah. Let's not do that. Man, <laughs> I was a different breed at 14. I went on my 14 year old, my 14th birthday. I got my ears, my second ears pierced. My second whole okay. peers and my my family took me out to eat and they was like, You don't want to have no birthday party? No. <laughs> I want no party at no 14. Was like, I, don't I got like balloons kids. I got balloons uh from my friends who my school friends, and then I had a handful of actual friends that I considered friends, and it was I think it was like 
two girls and five dudes and we just hung out and that was it like it wasn't even a party like i'm not about to <laughs> I, I don't i just don't like setting myself up for failure because it is so stressful trying to do a party at any age because it really is there's so much stuff you got to do and to take into consideration so but yeah big birthday party is not for me now if somebody throws me a surprise birthday party and i ain't gotta do the work go right ahead oh yeah i love those yeah (laughs) other than that i don't expect nobody (laughs) to, to celebrate my birthday unless i specifically invite them to whatever function that I want to do. That's it. No, I, I agree with that. It's just like, dang, at 14? I'm like, y'all doing this at 14? And I was just like, y'all were stupid enough to put it on Facebook as well. So I'm just like, Ugh. I was like, please don't be friends with these little yeah. girls anymore. Yeah. But shout out to uh, the aunties and everything, because, you know, they, they took took Bella out to the mall the next day because oh. they had to keep a slumber party because you can't have a slumber party with one little girl there. So it's just yeah. like we're gonna make sure we take care of you the next day at the mall. And it's just like, yeah. you know what? If I could find some little girls though, if I could find some little girls in some ski masks, I got you, Bella. I got you. I got you. You ain't just you ain't gonna know you're gonna come to school one day, like, dang, what happened? You got uh, beat up. And you're like, oh no, some little girl just jumped us. You gotta no, you gotta go the smart route. Go go high when they go low. Jokes, these are just jokes. I'm not sending out any little hitters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you an idiot. Oh, boogie. Yes, sir. You know what time it is. I'm tipping my hat. It's time to tip the hat to people who are doing great things in the communities. Boogie, who you got? Uh, my tipping goes out to the LSU Tigers. All right, for winning the NCAA tournament. Shout out to Angel Reese. Uh, yes. She um, has a record of 34 double-doubles in a single season. Shout out to her. And yes. um, just shout out to LSU team as a whole, their composure with all the, you know, the the mess and yeah. um, that, that went along with it. Uh, this week, I'm sure everybody done heard, uh, had an opinion. <laughs> Boy, have we. Right, about a lot of things. Boy, it was just a whole... It was a... Yeah, it was a gang of stuff. Boy, it felt like every yeah. day there was something uh, they were talking about. So, um, you know, just shout out to to Angel again for also understanding, like, Jill and the White House. They had to rescind um, and just make sure they cleared up uh, the whole Jill Biden um situation and you know she was woman enough to be like well because they rescinded it i will be attending the white house um with my team because that's what teammates do and that's just growth right there that's just maturity yeah and um i i appreciate how she's been very vocal about how unapologetic she's been and um She's doing it with such grace, man. So shout out to her. So, no, I love it. Jill Biden looked at them tweets after she said that. She was like, "I ain't gonna lie, I'm getting cooked." Right? <laughs> they hey, was lighting, <laughs> they was lighting her up, rightfully so. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I, it 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 irritated me um, 
to my core and she's definitely way more mature than i am because even after the rescinding of this i'm still not i'm not going the team can go if they want to go but i'm not going because that, that makes no sense like i don't i don't want a backhanded apology yeah if you don't do this for anyone and i'm glad that she spoke up she's standing in her blackness i'm glad dawn staley spoke up when um they had their media session absolutely after they lost to iowa which believe it i did watch the game and i was very tight i was i watched off i was very tight when they lost to uh iowa because they shouldn't have lost there were a lot of calls in that game yeah that went towards iowa's favor i'm not saying that caitlin is not she's a phenomenal player she's yeah. a great player i'm not going to never not say that but there was a push during that final four to get Iowa to the the final yeah. game. We all yeah. saw it. it was in the media. Yeah. And believe it or not, there would have been a better game between LSU and uh South Carolina. South Carolina. Would have been so much better game. Because LSU dog walked them. They <laughs> just blew them out the gym. And I'm glad she did the Tony Yayo, not the John Cena. I'm glad she did the Tony Yayo right in front of the entire world. So yeah. She did was. she did exactly what she was supposed to do. So yep. You know, no I think everyone so. in the world um, that would be of the black diaspora knew what was going yeah. to happen in that game. We all knew what was going to happen. It was just like, all right, y'all can play y'all Taylor Swift if y'all want to. And the only thing about about the thing with because there's a lot of people who was like, well, she only had 15 points. And I was like, it's a team sport. You guys realize that, right? It's not about yep. going out here and scoring the most points. Caitlin scored 30 points, and she still lost. You know, this entire season, she had 62% of her team's points and assists. So anyone who knows sports will be able to list, look at that stat and be able to be like, she had no help. Yeah. She was the whole team. So miss me with the BS. Yeah. It, yeah. So shout out to them. Who you got for <laughs> yo tipping? This is a uh, a dope tip in to me. It was a Florida mother who spent her life savings on her daughter's breast cancer treatments. Won $2 million in the lottery. Talk about a blessing. God did. God did. God did. <laughs> you know, I love the God did. <laughs> It says Geraldine uh, Gimlet from Lakeland, Florida, stopped by a local gas station to purchase a scratch off, but was told by the clerk that they were all out of tickets at the first gas station. It says what? At first, the gas station clerk thought they were out of there were no tickets left. But I asked him to double check because I like crossword games the best. Gimlet said at a uh, press release following her win. Turns out the clerk was able to find one bonus cash word scratch off card, which she ended up buying for $10. And to her surprise, it was a winning ticket of over $2 million. Gimlet, alongside with her daughter and granddaughter, wasted no time heading to the Florida Lottery jackpot in Tallahassee to claim the jackpot of $1.64 million after taking the lump sum payment. That's not bad. Talk about a blessing. That is a huge blessing. She's already in Florida where a yeah. lot of a lot of old folks go to retire. So she's already ahead of the game. Yeah. Like, I mean, shout out to her. And I don't know. Like that, that that's that's so cool. Like I'd be wondering, like, God be knowing. I'm like, God, 
when are you gonna know to let me get a blessing like that? Because I, I, I sometimes will, you know, do some scratch offs. Never have I won, you know, two million dollars. I'm just waiting for my blessing. Like, hey God, I see what you do for others. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because that, that's because that's what that's what God's doing. He's he's like, I, I like he's going down the checklist. Did that? Did that? <laughs> All right, help that person. Help Snake's that person. turn. I, right. I feel like maybe look hear me out here boogie i feel like if you have a certain number of calamities that happen to you that should like move you i should like you know spring you up a little bit higher as far as like prayer requests you know she spent her last savings on her daughter's uh breast cancer treatments Mm -hmm. that's that's two things life savings daughter's going through breast cancer you know she got a granddaughter so maybe she put some of her tuition so let's just say there's like three things that that geraldine did here so god was like i got the winning ticket for you She's a good one, cause I would have just let that shit rack the hell up. <laughs> I'd have been like, "You not getting this money for me, buddy." Wait, you talking about uh, God or your daughter? No, I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the breast cancer treatments. Like, when did when? Oh, you want to pay for they it? Ever? Yeah. I, my whole thing is, doctors' visits. They will let it rack up, and they will oh, keep charging. I get what you. you mean? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, you just want to pay the bill. Yeah, I just wouldn't have paid okay. the bill. I'd have been like, "Yeah, we get these treatments. Yeah, we get we get these treatments all right." But I bet you, I bet you, you ain't gonna see no penny, not a penny from me. Insurance. Right. <laughs> I wonder if that's if it's a calculated risk. Like, depending on how old you are, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna put these in my name." So I'm like 80 years old. Only got but so much time left. You're not gonna well, get this money. I wonder if it's like that, but you know, I'm I'm very happy. Kudos to LSU yeah, and absolutely. Geraldine and her daughter and granddaughter. You know, absolutely. tip my hat to them. Boogie, let's pay some bills, and we will be right back with news you can or can't use. Yes. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm just over here polishing up my black watch. A lot of y'all know I'm an avid collector of watches. I got at least nine of them things in my collection, and the one that I get the most comments on. It's got to be my black watch. I got to tell y'all, black watches, they have really put a lot of time and detail into their product. I got to tell you, from the watch face all the way down to, to the band made of genuine leather. I know it's genuine, but I like seeing genuine. They really have outdone themselves. So, fellas, ladies, if you're looking to upgrade your watch style, Definitely check out the good folks over there at Black Watches. They black-owned. You know you want to support a black-owned watch company. And because, you know, they rocking with the podcast, they, you know, hooked you guys up with a promo code. That's right, a promo code. They'll give you 20% off of your order when you head over to blackwatches.com. That's right, blackwatches.com, B-L-A-K, Watches. Dot com and make sure you use that promo code late night WNA. Come on, support the black watches. Now back to the podcast. All right, first up for news you can or can't use. This is one of those stories where we're starting to see uh, more of this happening to people. Uh, so the man who was critically injured in the Dulles Town Center Mall claimed that he was shooting a prank video for his YouTube channel, Classified Goons, <laughs> when he was shot. Tanner Cook, who is 21 years old, was shot in the stomach and liver by Alan Coley, a 31-year-old resident of Leesburg, 
during a fight that broke out in the mall's food court. Coley has been charged with aggravated malicious wounding, use of a firearm in the commission of a felony, and discharging a firearm within a building. Mm-hmm. Cook's friend recorded the incident, which is now part of evidence. Cook spoke to WUSA 9 from his hospital bed after ongoing surgery and said that he was playing a practical joke that Coley did not take well. <clears throat> Despite what led to the shooting, Cook's father said it is completely unnecessary for his son to have been shot. What makes the story even funnier or sad to some is that his father um is now getting uh like messages mm-hmm. uh saying that his son uh, deserved it um it says here jeremy cook the father of tanner cook again uh the father of the son's page is classified goons told the insider that he's received private messages on facebook from people saying that his son deserved to be shot as well as a barrage of hateful comments said my son is in the hospital from being shot and we're getting on this hate mail he said the elder cook provided screenshots of the private messages he and his family members have received in the aftermath of the shooting one which included threatening language the message said your your son deserved to be shot because he was harassing and assaulting others in public your son is not a victim your son effed around and found out there's millions of us out there you don't want to mess with us this person said (laughs) says cook also says he's received two dozen comments suggesting that his son deserved to be shot on facebook and said the post as the friends and family to pray for his son who is currently recovering in the hospital from uh surgery having to remove his gallbladder one of those comments said sounds like it was self-defense and he got what he deserved he might not be so lucky next time yeah um the elder cook said he agrees that the prank videos could be viewed by some as a form of harassment but added that his son is ultimately a good kid who wasn't trying to hurt anyone he also said that he struggled to understand how people could justify shooting someone over a prank that went wrong what say you, Boogie? If what was the YouTuber? Prank? I didn't tell us that. <laughs> they didn't. I would like to know that prank too. I, I honestly want to know what was the prank that did get you shot. That should be a video. It should be like, hey, here's what not to do to avoid, you know, getting shot <sighs> in pranks. You know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but Boogie, what say you? If you're in a situation, what would you do? Getting pranked in public, getting pranked in the airport. So you're getting pranked when you're getting many petty. What would you do? I think I've shared this story on here in some earlier episodes, but I was uh, I was involved in a prank, and oh. yeah, and they thought I was gonna go along with it, but <laughs> I, especially when it comes to Waihites, if oh, yeah. if it's if it's a joke. And it's on my behalf. Yeah, you're not gonna get a reaction out of me, buddy. Like that's that's just not that's just not what what's happening. And then hands. No, 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 no hands. What happened was I just I I just went into my um my stoic straight face, or as a number of people would say, um your your what is it called the the resting oh that one resting face. 
resting bitch face. And, you know, after the prank was over, they asked me if I would be, if I would want to get paid to have it filmed and aired. And I said, no, just give me my money and <laughs> I'm, and I'll go. So uh, did they give I, you the money? Yeah, yeah, they were going to pay me regardless, okay. but they were just like, hey, would you like to sign a release form? To, I'm like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> they were so bad. I, 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 I'm okay. A- thanks. Yeah, thanks. I'm so here's the thing. I um pranks, I'm I'm not a huge fan of pranks and uh I I feel like pranks is always teetering the line of violence because you don't know yeah. who you are pranking and what their reaction is gonna be. You hope it's Agreed. funny, you hope it's innocent <laughs> and 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 light, but generally speaking. <laughs> That is a that is a gamble that I do not want to take. It really is a gamble, especially in certain states that have <laughs> you can carry these carry laws. You ain't gotta have yeah. a permit. It's like, yeah. bro, if you in Texas, Tennessee, Florida, <laughs> yeah. Georgia, you playing a dangerous game. Yeah, like you really are. I feel like there needs to be some laws enacted to protect people from the YouTubers because it's like, bro, you're getting content off of making me look stupid. Yep. So it's like, look, dude, if you get your ass whooped for coming out here trying to make me look stupid, get what you deserve, bro. Yep. I'm not saying it should lead to anyone getting shot. I don't ever, I'm not going to say that. No, no, no. But if someone cusses you out or if someone wants to get the fisticuffs going, then I mean... That's on you. You 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 took that upon yourself. It's like, bro, what happened to just like pranking your mom and dad, like those types of things? Why when why do you have to go out here and and prank outside people? You know who I blame? I blame Bam Mangera, all them white dudes who were on uh what is it Jackass and all them shows that we were growing up watching when we were in high school and college. Those were the people who started this but they were still pranking their friends they were pranking their, they weren't pranking outside people these youtubers are just pranking everyone i was reading a story where there were two youtubers who who wore masks and had like fake guns going in to try to do a bank robbery like they're not even using common sense anymore when they're doing these things there was a a, a black youtuber he called the police he was like oh there's coke in the car and it was actually coke like a, a coca-cola and i'm like you're wasting people's time you you you're playing a dangerous game if you get locked up if you get your ass whooped by someone that's your fault and i don't think anyone should go to jail because they're protecting themselves because and again i'm not saying it's okay to shoot anyone but if the prank was this bad to where people are like this was a self-defense thing what did you do to that dude to make him shoot you bro like you we got to look at it from I, I, i'm not saying like I know his parents, your family's always going to have your back no matter how stupid you are. But it's like, let's let's be real here. Like for that many people to send you to send you uh hate mail, that's a lot of people who are like, yo, cut the BS. People out here just on a weekend trying to spend what a little bit of hard-earned money they got, just trying to relax. You out here messing with people, cut it out. Cut it out. <sighs> I mean. People will find out and they will continue to find out <laughs> what happens when you try and prank. And these are the results right here. 
What's crazy is Mr. Classified Goon said when he gets out the hospital, he's gonna keep doing pranks. So I was like, bro, you've you've already you've already got off kind of easy here. You you're gonna really mess around and you might not walk away from this next incident. You might not, but I think they gotta they got definitely gotta put some laws in place to protect the regular people from the YouTubers. Because you, you just don't know these days. People are so crazy, you don't know. So yeah. if somebody walks up on you doing something, I, I will hope your first your first instinct is not bam, you know. But yeah, <laughs> you just don't but, know. But but everyone's everyone should be on some type of high alert, especially yeah. during these times. Like you don't allow anybody to just walk up on you just <laughs> regular degler. Like that's that's not even a thing. I think it's funny where homie was like, it's millions of us out here. You won't get all of us. <laughs> it's like, whoa, guy. I was like, okay, you you enjoyed him getting shot. <laughs> How many times have you been pranked? Because it's like, <laughs> it's millions of us out here. You'll never be able to take us all. I'm like, all right, guy, this is, we're not going to war right now. He's like, trying he to just, prove a point. He really was. I was just like, all right. I do get, again, your son is not the victim here. He literally, you were messing with people. You, you're not the victim. You know, I'm interested to see how this how this all plays out. I I want to circle back on the story and let's see does the does homie get off the certified goons still out here gooning? Find out next week on Dragon Ball Z. I'm interested. You know. Anyways, let's get to this uh, next ad. (laughs) No. Hey y'all, we're gonna take a quick pause from this episode to tell you about our next sponsor, Rose Vogue Styling. Let Rose Vogue Styling help you change the way you see yourself. Their mission is to empower you to build your confidence and look fly while doing it. Mm. They offer personal styling, shopping, and closet auditing. They need to come to my closet because it's a hot ass mess, okay? They also have an online boutique store full of pieces that will give your outfit life and have you looking right. Pieces like earrings, that's what I have on now, here, right here, necklaces, purses, rings, just to name a few, okay? Right now, our subscribers, our listeners, our watchers, you, 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 you can get 20% off when you use the code late night, okay? L-A-T-E-N-I-T-E. Go on over to their IG. It's Rose Vogue Styling, at Rose Vogue Styling. Um, easy. Everybody knows that, okay? Let Rose Vogue Styling style you for your next event or simply just help you enhance the pieces that you already have in your closet. Wow. Style is a choice. Upgrade yours with Rose Vogue Styling. Again, you can get 20% off if you use our code late night, okay? L-A-T-E-N-I-T-E. Support a black business, okay? Support us. When you support them, you're supporting us, okay? Now let's get back to the show. Topic number two, Donald Glover says Tina Fey reportedly told him that he was a diversity hire. Says uh, Donald Glover revealed that Tina Fey reported to him he was hired as one of the writers on 30 Rap because of NBC's diversity initiative. Glover landed his first writing job on the show in 2006 when he was 23. According to the Independent, NBC introduced its diversity initiative, which allowed shows to add black writers to the writer's room without impacting the budget. In an interview with GQ, the Swarm creator said he was applying for the same writing job with Kenya Burris, and Tina Fey told him he was a diversity hire. It was a diversity thing. There's no animosity between us or anything like that, but she said it 
to herself. Uh, the last two people who were fighting uh, for the job were me and Kenyon Burris. I didn't know it was between me and him until later. Um, <clears throat> this is one of those things. I mean, we we know about diversity hires. Yeah, this is not a new practice um, anywhere. Yep. <laughs> honestly, yep. Um, it's kind of weird hearing about this because. I was at it was at Second City. You know, you've spent some time at Second City, and this was mm-hmm. kind of a rumor that was floating around there about Tina Fey. You know, especially with Thirty Rock, one of one of my favorite shows. Um, slowly pulled back from saying that, as we have heard about some of the things about the backstage dwelling before this story, but yeah, uh, about the backstage happenings on that line and that show. But a lot of people are saying that about about Tina Fey and some of the people on there, and it, it, there were some diversity hires. I, I've heard this several times about Donna Glover. I never put two and two together because I have submitted for the NBC diverse. I never put that correlation together. Like, dang, y'all really didn't have any niggas in the writers' rooms, and y'all had to create a whole type of program. campaign yeah. uh, program <clears throat> to get black people in there, Mexicans, other people of color in these writers' rooms. I, I wholeheartedly believe him. What say you? I mean, this isn't surprising. Just like what she said, this no, is not. not a new concept whatsoever. Um, it just goes to show now that we are living in a time where people are trying to be more transparent and more honest and not hold in a lot of the societal norms or or what we thought was regular business uh, yeah. uh you know like um happenings this a lot of a lot of the attitudes the you know the difficulties with people the the um very opinionated and almost outspoken bold uh views of certain people like because they either created a show was talented in whatever way they felt like they could you know get away with everything you know just <laughs> literally yeah it's it's the abuse of power you know like yeah i i feel like regardless of what where you are in life if you've done dirty at Don't some point it's gonna come out. It's gonna come out. I'm sorry. <laughs> as much as you try to bury it, it will see the light in some you know way. What? Some of this is, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Some of this is, like you said, the abuse of power. These people think that the lowly writers will never ever come out the writer's room. They think you're never going to ascend to be anything yeah. bigger than what than what you were. Yeah, than what we give you, than what we we allow you to have. And I feel like some of that, because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like he was like 16 or 7. He was very young when he was in that writer's room. I, if I'm not mistaken, he might have still been in high school or just graduated high school. He, I think he was one of the youngest writers to ever get in there. So you know that rubs some people the wrong way. Of it's like, I got to let you in here because you're black, but you're also a young black man, which we usually... They're like, all right, you're in your mid-30s when you get into a writer's room. 
now we're starting to see that change where it's young people, which is a, a, a great thing because of different perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I can see where some of the animosity might have came from her. And people prop Tina Fey up because she's let's let's be real. Her work is phenomenal. She's had she's, she's had talented, some classics. She's a talented writer, uh, comedic actress, improviser. She is a sketch uh sketch, sketch writer. Yeah. She's she's very talented, but that still doesn't allow you to treat people or kind of speak way. to people any kind of way. That's it. Like you can be a talented person yeah. and we can love your work and you can still be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um that's what she is. And you know how because a lot of people I, I was you know, I don't I shouldn't go in the comments, but I was looking at some of the comments. People do I don't believe him. You know, that quote seems like he's holding something against her. And I was like, look, man, he even said some things about Chevy Chase. And there have been so many rumors about oh, yeah. Chevy Chase being racist oh, yeah. on community. And I'm like, I believe the brother here. Okay. I believe him. He's two for two. He's two for two on calling people out with their racism. But even if even if he wasn't two for two, I'm more inclined to believe a black person who's like, yeah, they're, they're, I'm, I'm more inclined to believe you because we deal with it on a regular basis. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, they, he's yeah. right. They like, come just on. they just recently decided Tina Fey as NBC. What was it during during the you know the the height of COVID and yeah the BLM movement, Tina Fey asked NBC to remove certain episodes from 30 Rock, where I, I to this Black day... Blackface episode, call right, it what to, it is. Right, to this <laughs> day, I remember watching it and getting very cringy. Oh, being yeah. Very cringy, <laughs> like, how is this still acceptable? Ooh, it was... And when I say this, because there was a run where I watched, I, I was like, just 30 Rock, 30 Rock. I was just like, I had to catch oh, yeah. up on I it. do that. I do that. A, uh, yeah, I do that a lot. And I feel like Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan's character and the dude, who's the dude that was like the the cheesy, the he was the blonde guy, but he, he would wear the the coat, like the the NBC, like the, the, the elevator guy almost. I forget his name, but you know, the skinny white dude that was like that guy. Yeah. Him. Those two characters for me made the show the most. Tina Fey, was like, ah, you're just here, um, and Alec Baldwin, his character was was great too. But it was just like that blackface episode. It re I was just like, ooh, I'm glad this is towards the end. I'm 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 falling off of you anyway, so I'm like, I'm glad this is towards the end because it, it was yeah. just very bad. And like you're saying, I'm like, bro, why are we still creating stuff to where we even have to do this? And one, I'm glad NBC took it down, but it just it just shows the layers of racism over here. I was like, so was Donald Glover? Because apparently he was the only black person in the room. Was he was he off that day? Was he off this entire week? When did he move on? Like, what was going on? Because I'm just like, I don't I don't want to say you see a script like that or you see blackface in there and you don't speak up, but we know you speak up and you're outvoted because it's a numbers game. You're the only black person oh, yeah. in the room, so it's just like, well. Eh it's going <laughs> and yeah. we see it went up so i'm just like well you trash i just trash. yeah trash. i i just want um i like i hope she like legits learn from this because they're i i feel like you can definitely evolve as a person i would hope so yeah. and 
you know, you grow from the dumb stuff that you've, you've said in your younger years, because we've all said dumb stuff, but it's just, did you learn from this? Uh, do you feel the same? Do you, do you, do you have something to say? Or, or maybe she doesn't <laughs> respond. Maybe she has a conversation with Donald Glover. It, it, it kind of boggles my mind. Uh, I think it's fascinating that uh, Kenya Burris was like hated Donald Glover for the longest <laughs> But you, you know, know, we I also yeah. But <laughs> we also have to remember, right? We also have to remember, like we're fighting for scraps, Literally. right? And we're blaming each other for not getting the said scrap, said blaming crumb. the other black person for getting the yeah. job because he's a diversity hire. Like, right. <laughs> like, come on, bro. If you want to yeah. blame anyone, blame Tina Fey. You know what this was though. Kenya Burris was like. God damn it. I got to wait another 15 years to put out Blackish. That's what it was. That's what it was. He, he was just upset about that. That's what it yeah. was. I got to wait for all these issues to uh, to come out another 15, 20 years, you know. Ugh. Tina Fey was like, we don't have any interracial content on this show, so you cannot work here, Kenya Burris. We're going to give it to Donald. That's what it was. Uh, that's, yeah. that's what it was. But I don't, uh. I, I don't, this is, this is why people ask me questions i always like to ask who's in the room even when i do comedy shows and stuff if it's all bros i'm not doing your show if it's not a fair amount of uh black women black men on there or people of color i'm not doing your show not a fair amount of just women i'm not doing your show Mm. because it's just like it it, the only way we're going to stop this is if we as the artists and creatives we are the people who are like yeah we're not taking this anymore even when it comes to any shows that I create, I'm not writing in the tone or the voice of a white person. Can mm-hmm. I? Yes, I can, because I have been around white people a majority of my life. But majority of my scripts and things are black centered because this is what this is what I want to. This put is out. your life. It's and yeah, it's your experience. My writers rooms, hopefully when I can get something going, I want them to be majority black people. This that's just what's going to be in there. I want my show to be a bliggity black show. There might be one white person in there just from a white perspective, but it's mostly going to be black people because that's what we put out, black content. So it's just, you know, I feel bad that he had to go through that. Yeah. And it, it just it kind of seems like it just it's it's a little irritating with him because it seems like it has followed him. You mm-hmm. went from writing on an NBC show to now starring on an NBC show. It's just like racism here racism here and obviously you can't escape it but it's just like for some i don't know it's just weird to see that he said that had to keep going through that yeah it's just i don't know but boogie yes sir folks be out here tripping it's time for y'all niggas is tripping who you got boogie who's tripping this week for you Oh, great question. My you niggas is tripping has got to go to this young man who decides <laughs> to propose on the Dodger Stadium field. Um, let me find this man's name. Ricardo Juarez of Riverside, California, went to the Dodgers opening day game on Thursday against the Arizona Diamondbacks with his girlfriend, Stephanie Ramona Gutierrez at the time. Girlfriend at the time. <laughs> But his his thought was that he would ask from where he was sitting. And then he said, I don't know. 
that the the cameras maybe would would look this way or not so he decided to improvise and i'm going to show <laughs> said boy <Diddy>. image <laughs> i'm going to show improvisation yeah oh god this is just i, I just, mean if you're going to propose you got to do it big and Boom. there we go <laughs> wow it was funny wow. on so many levels because I'm like, if wow. you've ever been to a baseball game, like them, them out, it's kind of high. So you, yeah. you, you jumped on the field. It's like then you ran out there. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, during the yeah, this was during the seventh inning stretch. He decides to get on the field uh, from his seat, and he sprinted to one spot, did it real quick, <laughs> got on one knee, and proposed hey, to. <laughs> <laughs> to her and all you see from the side is this one Boom. security guy go in and tackle man. him like I've never seen some tackle the hips. before that was a solid tackle that man wow. played college football he was yeah. waiting for his moment and I know ladies and gentlemen you wanted to know whether or not she said yes she indeed say, <laughs> said yes after, after he was tackled <laughs> and arrested and probably fined for it as well yeah. uh but yeah they, they you know she said yeah they share a one-year-old um together and i'm just like my man you could have just proposed where you were sitting but he want to go all out so you want to go all out guess what <laughs> now everybody knows <laughs> now everybody knows you the guy that got Tackle that got plotted, boy. Man, you just, yeah, I feel, I feel bad for, I feel bad for his back, for that Ooh. ring. I hope that ring, uh, like I hope they gave it to him. Did you see? He was trying was to hold going. on to it. That ring was yeah. going. He was, uh, uh, where'd it go? <laughs> yeah, that ring was out of here, my man's. But yeah, come on, we we got to stop doing this, yo. Stop it. She said, I do, right after she said, get off my man, free him. Right. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Let him go. Oh my this God. Is, there's so many things he could have yeah. just been, hey, boo, look at the jumbo screen. Will you marry me? You know, he, he could have. want to pay for that. It, it could have been, he paid for the tickets. And now you got to pay, you got to pay the court. You, you, you got to fine. Yeah. You still coming he got, off some He's bread. getting fined. He's getting fined. This was one of those. Was it like, do you do you tell do you tell your lady when you about this like hey, hey watch this or you just go and everyone in the crowd is like look someone's Whoa. on the field and she's that's my boo like I I, I want to know what was the what was the the thought before this like he had no thoughts so that's what he said he said his thought his initial thought was he wanted <laughs> to propose right there in them seats but he obviously obviously was close enough yeah. to get down on the field. <laughs> So you already paid an arm and a leg on the, yeah, them on the opener. Yeah, are expensive. On the opener. And then you decide <laughs> to take your rabbit ass down on the field? Come on now. This is a grand opening, grand closing, closing. type of deal. And this is this one of those ones where it's kind of like, you have to say I you have to say yes because it's like, oh, he really loves me. Or is it like, you a dumbass. I'm going to say yes right now, but then... I'm not gonna ever marry you behind closed doors because you're stupid. Like, yeah, what, I would have been this? like, ah, <laughs> I don't know this man. <laughs> <laughs> I would have went to go get some refreshments or something. I would have been like, what if, 
Yeah, what if she was like, I Oh, that like. would be so funny. <laughs> She's like, I'll be back. <laughs> but what what? <laughs> she had the concession stare, she in the bathroom. was like, what did I miss? Where's my where's my where's my man at? Right. <laughs> Some like... dummy got on the field and tried to propose to his girl. She wasn't even there. You know what? Uh, I feel like security guards like this is gonna be the day. Ooh, I feel it in my blood. I'm gonna lay someone out today. I wonder if they really get themselves amped up, like maybe this is the day. Security guard did a Superman out. to tackle this. Oh, thing. he did. That man did a, a a four five. He was like, yeah. I'm out here. He was he was making sure. He said, Oh, the Rams is out here. 49ers yeah. is out here. Someone yeah. gonna give me a ten day contract. My like, security guard <laughs> said, You and, and went after that man. Okay. What was even funny is the crowd was cheering, and then right when the security guard connected, we all was like, Boom. Oh. <laughs> Life's over. Oh, this is one of those <sighs> moments where if I'm because it was two security guards, one security guard was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to come in so hot. Maybe I'm going to let him get his proposal off. Brother was like, nope. <laughs> not on my watch. You done he was like, I can't today. hit people in general. So the one time I do get to, you know, inflict some violence, you getting everything. It was a textbook tackle. Oh. Oh man, God, yeah. Who do you got for your <laughs> your niggas is tripping? My y'all niggas is tripping. It's going to none other than Daniel Caesar. He finally ah. uh, decided to apologize after telling the black community to stop being mean to white people during his 2019 rant. And to that, I just want to say, shut the hell up, um, Daniel just be quiet bro just be quiet you put this out there stay in that lane stay mm. where you are at i can't speak for all the black folks but as for my black ass i <laughs> i don't ever have to support you bruv you know uh, i just think it's kind of funny that when brothers uh you go out here and you say some stupid shit against black people and then when you drop an album or whatever, you want to apologize. So, oh, we can buy your album. And I know folks out here who didn't cancel you, who are still out there buying it, good for them. But it's like, come on, bro, stop playing in our faces. You can't be those. This is where I get irritated, where it's like, we're too goddamn forgiving. Mm. We are. And it's like, bro, you can't be out here saying we being mean to a whole group of people. And I know it's not everyone. But you can't be saying, don't be mean to white people when, has anyone ever said, don't be mean to the black people? Has anyone ever said, why do we keep doing these things? Why do we keep attacking a group of people who, for the most part, want to mind their own business and want to have nothing to do with you? Mm. <laughs> why? But then you want to get on your platform because you know what it was? This was a person who, at the height of the BLM and everything was going on, you tried to play to the mainstream, you tried to play to the white folks, who are like, if I go out here and say, don't attack white people, these white people are going to support me and they're going to push me up to mainstream success, which apparently has not happened because his career has not really done a whole lot since he said that. Now you want to come back to the bliggity blacks. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, we have to forgive. We have to let people come back into the fold. And to that, I want to say, did you do that for Chrisette Michelle? Because she is still out here and last time I checked, the albums ain't moving. She's not really doing a whole lot of anything. 
she caught a whole lot of strays for a situation that I we all get what she was trying to do. She's mm-hmm. trying to bridge the gap with her music, which mm-hmm. her music isn't quite strong enough to do that. Mm-hmm. But we've not forgiven her. You you pick and choose who you want to forgive on these things. And we, I think we all can agree that she caught some strays that she did not deserve. So it's like, come on, man, stop it. If you're going to do this to her, do it to him too. I'm not going to invite you back in because you got a solid album. I didn't listen to it, but that's what people are saying. I, uh, I, I think, I think this is very tricky because we, you know, you talk about like we're too forgiving, but when do we forgive? And when, when in it, when is it okay to forgive? I'm not saying we should forgive him. I'm just asking uh, that yeah, question. question. And the timing is a little odd. Uh, Yes, I agree. He has a new project out. And maybe he's doing a press junket where he is on his apology tour, where he he feels like, yes, in order for me to get back in good graces with my people, I need to apologize. And I'm going to apologize and also pull out some new music. Because right now, it... it, (laughs) it, it might be a good time to do both at the Let same me apologize time. Apologize and hit you with the bops. <laughs> yeah, at the same time. Um, I don't really, I don't really have an opinion on Daniel Caesar. I, I only, I only had maybe like one song that I, I liked with him, and that was with her. But I don't, I don't listen to his music enough to, to have an opinion on him. I hope he, he does uh, learn. <laughs> or have learned from his mistakes about saying that because I I agree with you on trying to be nice to white people and let white people be let them be like yeah. at at some point I'm like bruh how about just live your life how about just live your life you don't have to comment on every single thing <laughs> I agree and I think what he misses and which I'm, I'm, I don't know how you admit this as he's not from the States or whatever, but yeah. I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, we're not saying go out here. I go out of your way to be mean to white people. That's no. not what people are saying. This is literally, you're getting the same dose of the, of the medicine that you've been dosing out to, yeah. to, to us for centuries. Yeah. That's all you're just getting back. What you, you're reaping what you sowed. That's literally what it is. No one is out here going out. Hey, cracker. <laughs> Most of us ain't doing that. That's not what we're doing. But if you bring drama and you bring BS to us, we will correct it. And that's what a lot of people are doing. It's like I'm not standing for the mistreatment and the disrespect anymore. It's like, look, you're, going, you're just getting it. And for you to get up here and be like, don't be mean to white people. Like, bro, shut up. Shut up. I think it would be a lot easier to accept the apology if it wasn't three whole years later. So it's like, yeah. that's where I'm talking, again, it's calculated. Maybe he needed the time. Maybe yeah. he needed that time. Maybe he needed that time to really sit in and understand. Boogie, three years is a long time, though. Yeah. It's a long time to sit in it. Yeah. But you're right. You're right. You know, you're right. You're right. But, you know, it is what it is, brother. Sit in it. Sometimes we got to let people hold the L. If you, if, if, you, if you waited three years for this apology, wait three more years. Let's just, you know. I like even numbers. Let's get to six. You know, six years, then come that's out. That's too long. No, that's school. too damn long. Well, the amount of time that Chrisette Michelle sits out here on ice, that should be the amount of time he sits on ice. That's what okay. it should be. 
Whenever we welcome Come out with a hit, Chrisette. Come out with a hit. I don't even think it was that. I think well, let's not act like she ain't had no bobs. You go at Macy's and you hear you hear her on Macy's yes, on the location. Yes, yes. So I, yes, I think yes, it's yes. just I think she just got caught up in the Trump what she was trying to do, she thought was something good. And we've just been holding her. People have done way worse, and we just let them back in. We don't got to go through the laundry list of names, but there are people who've done way worse in both of them. But I'm not about to let someone you want to chastise. Oh, you're being mean to the way. Get out of here, bro. That's just me. That's just me. Just me. Just me. Again, as I said, there's no transitions on this episode. So let's get to uh, the final ad. I cannot <laughs> stand you. Hey, what's going on, y'all? A lot of y'all hit me up like, Nate, you super chill. You know, you super laid back all the time. Brother, you gotta be on something. Well, y'all are right. I'm off them chummies edibles. And y'all know me. Y'all know I'm a smoker. I don't really mess with the eddies like that. Because let's be real. A lot of them are hit or miss. There's either no juice or you're feeling like a zombie. The good folks over there at chummies, well, they out here trying to change the edible game. And I got to tell you, they got some phenomenal products. They sent me over uh, some of their traditional edibles. And man, them things are hitting. But they don't only got edibles. They got juice. They got uh, your gummies. They got your chocolate bars. Whatever you like, they got it. Y'all, do me a favor. Go over to their Instagram page. It's chummies underscore edibles. And get to sell some good stuff. And when you're out there, you know, filling up your cart, make sure you use that promo code 21chummy. That's right. They rocking with the podcast. And because they rocking with us, they rocking with y'all. So they're going to take care of y'all by giving y'all 10% off of your first order. So again, use that promo code 21chummy to get 10% off your edibles. All right, y'all. Let's get back to the podcast. It's the final topic. I'm so serious about getting the key tire. When the budget comes in, y'all go know. That's how y'all gonna know this podcast is leveled up. Be like, oh, they got money. Nate's got the key tire. (laughs) The final topic it says the plastic surgery industry is booming as 1.3 million men in America are getting BBLs, lipo, and ab implants. According to an exclusive report by the Daily Mail, many men in America have also been trying to achieve the perfect body with the help of cosmetic surgery. Figures from the American Society of Plastic Surgeons suggested or found that 1.3 million men in the U.S. have been going under the knife each year for cosmetic procedures, including lipo, nose jobs, breast reductions, and even the popular Brazilian butt lifts. Dr. Nicholas Jones, NDFACS, a plastic surgeon at the Nip and Tuck Plastic Surgery Center in Atlanta, spoke with the Daily Mail and said that most he most commonly sees men come in for lipo, BBLs, as well as treatment for under over excuse me overdevelopment of breast tissue. He said when it comes to the liposuction specifically, men are more likely to get high definition. 
uh, liposuction. Dr. Jones added at one point, I would say it was frowned upon for men to have surgery, but now it's more accessible and people have been showing their bodies off more on social media. <clears throat> Excuse me. He went on to say that due to uh, the decreasing stigmas, men feel more incompetent and willing to undergo these procedures. Still a no for me. You know, I'm, I'm uh, <clears throat> not knocking those gents, but uh, I want to get my two abs the old fashioned way. And I told you, Boogie, I'm, I'm up to, I feel like two and a half were popping in. I feel like, you know, by like, you know, I'm gonna get myself two summers. Two summers from now, I might have six abs. I'm gonna get myself 2025. Summer 2025, I might have two abs. You know, uh, we saw that Drake allegedly, you know, allegedly had uh, you know, some work done. Bandman Kevil admitted that, you know, he had some work done. So, Boogie, are you, you okay with the fellas going with a, the knife? No, I don't have a problem with it. I think the issue is just don't overdo it. Yeah. It's supposed to look natural. It's supposed to look like, hey, that man just so happened to be working <laughs> out and he his body is looking great. You know, not, uh, damn, what did you do to your body? <laughs> I I think those are the the best descriptions yeah. um, of where your, your procedure should lie. Like, you want to be like, oh, okay, I'll see you. Hey, all right. All right, that you, yeah, no, you're I, looking I, yeah, good. Shout, yeah, shout out to all the men that are finally feeling comfortable enough to want to be like, "Ayo, uh, I don't like my calves." Let me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been working on these calves for years <laughs> on end. I want some calf replacements. You know, I want some calf <laughs> implants. You know, that's a real thing. People do. It that. is. Yeah, it, it is. It's. And let's let's be clear. I'm not not body shaming because there's some people you legit need it. Like if you've lost a lot of weight, sometimes yeah. you, you need to have some stuff nipped and tucked yeah. in there. Uh, I remember. I don't know if you remember. It's like a True Life episode. Like when they were first talking about plastic surgery, it was a dude that got calf implants because yeah. he was a bodybuilder, and the calves were the one area that he could not get juiced up. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm taking juice. I'm putting. He's like, it just I can't get no muscle. So he actually went to get yep. calf implants had them taken out because they were very painful and i was like yeah it's just uh, you know but hey you gotta do what you gotta to make yourself a hat my thing is this yeah if i'm already going to endure some type of pain i'm just gonna endure the pain in the gym i've had surgery before i've had uh two knee surgeries and a wrist surgery it is very painful very mm -hmm. painful so i can't imagine the stretching and the pulling on putting abs in or taking your titties down i can't imagine how painful that is i would just rather be up in a gym you know Pain but i get some people i get that some people you're not going to get it in the gym you're not so i mean hey you know it is what it is you know I, I, are these guys telling people because i remember i seen bandman kevo he was talking about his and he was like you gotta still work out you gotta yeah. still do it so you can't get this surgery done and you don't work out like that defeats the purpose if you get abs put in and you go right back to being fat so yeah. it's like i wonder are these people knowing that they got to keep this up because if you don't get it done yeah. just jump start you like, okay i need a little jump start i'm gonna keep this up but if you get the surgery done just to go back to being fat that was just like a waste defeats the purpose yeah waste of money all all day so you know shout out to men i i mean 
I feel like a lot of men have been doing it for a long time. It's just now become more yeah, po- popularized. Uh, uh, and I, I, I'm just ready for, for us to stop talking about men aesthetics in general. Cause I, I feel like we, we've, we started initially with men, ha- hair transplants, ED, like, I, I feel like we've done and we're trying to <laughs> alleviate all of these things that men have so many issues with, but we still fighting over birth control. Right. Some of this stuff, like with the dudes getting the plugs put in, there's people who are dying yeah. for that. Like, I was like, bro, I'm bald. I got the right shape head for it. I'm just going to rock out this bald. And this guy yeah. didn't see it fit for me to be wavy for all my life. And that's cool. I have my wavy face, but I'm not about to get on no table. <laughs> To potentially risk to death. no no hair off my <laughs> butt and put it on top of my head because it <laughs> <laughs> the booty plugs look so weird on these dudes. It's like yeah. you could have took hair from some yeah. other. It's like it's too curly. It's yeah. like it's like bro, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't match. And I'm just yeah. like, and if, if I'm on a flight and I see a bunch of dudes on there on their knees on this flight i'm sorry i'm about to laugh at y'all because it's just like even with the ladies who are on the flights when they get their brazilian butlers i'm laughing at y'all internally i'm not just gonna walk by but (laughs) yeah they got a brazilian butt lift but i'm just like i just i I don't know it's just like okay even is it goes even further than that because they got like the dick lifts for dudes now so so it's like you're going in getting the bdl it's just like ah, I, there's just some things where i'm just like i don't know no if if you ain't if god didn't see fit to bless you with it and you don't want to work out you're just not gonna have it you're not gonna have it you have respect respect or or this way i respect the people who who most are like yeah i did it it is what it is the people that i hate are the ones who go and have these surgeries and make you think that they are working out. Yeah. I hate those people. Just be honest. Everybody's doing it. Let's just be honest. But I want to be that dude. If I ever were to lose a little bit of weight and get really cut up, I'd be like, no, nigga, this was all me. I was in the gym five days a week eating bullshit, uh, fucking chicken and broccoli and and potatoes. I want to be that dude. So y'all be like, oh, okay, Nate. You was in there working damn straight. I was eating protein for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and sometimes dessert. I want y'all to see it, because when that shit happens, believe me, every award show, I was like, oh, Nate, with another see-through shirt on. Yeah, yeah. damn right, because all the work I had to do to get here, and I didn't pay for it, you know, so. Okay. Just me. That is just your boy. Well, you know, if you guys have been listening to this podcast from episode one to whenever we stop doing it, we're bringing back nothing blunt facts. This is a segment where we hit you with a blunt fact that might be like, damn, that was very blunt. Or a fact you might be like, wow, these folks were high when they found this fact. So welcome to Nothing Blunt Facts. Let's get to it, Boogie. This week's Nothing Blunt Facts is, you know, ducks are outgoing social animals who feel most at ease when they're in a larger group of other ducks. So with that being said, just mess with the people that mess with you. 
be ah. more like the ducks. Hey. See how I did that? Yeah, I see what <laughs> you did there. Okay. Nothing blunt facts. Do what you duck will. Duck with me. With that duck facts. Duck right. with your boy. Duck with us. <laughs> yes. And on that note, I got nothing else for y'all. Right, we just ended on, you know, ended on a nice little fact. Duck I with love us. It. Duck with your boy. Duck with us. Like, subscribe on all your podcast platforms. We appreciate you. Boogie! What you got for the day ones? Day ones, as always, go ahead and smash that bell notification if you haven't done it already so you can get all of our content as soon as it drops. And remember to tell a friend to tell a friend that this is your favorite podcast. And on that note, I'm your boy Nate Galloway. And I'm Adrian Brandyberg. And you have been listening to the sounds of late night with Nate and Adrian. Damn, son. Bye, y'all. Yeah.